0: the board at least across the board here at Columbia is is differentiating ourselves at the onset of a concept meeting you know and, and what I mean by that's like quality starts so obviously as MSRs we are targeting through our platinum prospecting the decision-makers in these organizations to get closer to that yes and, and have a great start so we can get you know everything we need done so Let's, we're going to assume, for the sake of this exercise, we're going to assume that we've got the decision maker in front of us, we've got the right person uh, in front of us, and then we're sitting down for our concept meeting. So I, I shot you guys. I don't know if you took a look at my email where I sent over a couple of hypothetical um, scenarios that we all run into with, um, that we all run into Every, I think every concept meeting, is you can kind of qualify them. It's pretty simple. Like, one, we're sitting down with somebody who's never heard of us before. And it's brand-new, fresh start. The second one is somebody who we already know going in. There's competition at the table. Um, it's us and an incumbent or us, and they're taking three other people's pricing. And then us and them sitting down in a concept meeting with somebody who um, – has heard the message before um, from told someone at total comfort or maybe even yourself, you know, how do we start, have a quality start with that person so we can weave that story throughout the entire sales process to get more yeses, more yeses at people who are bought in to the, um, who are bought into what we're, we're selling. So that's kind of, that's what I wanted to, uh, to talk about. Um, today and just hear from everybody because everybody's got a different way that they differentiate themselves or a different 90-second impression. So I wanted to start and open it up uh, that way to uh, with those three scenarios in mind and kind of just spitball it around because someone wants to take one of them and go.
1: Roger, Roger, I can help you here. You can assign me any of the three. Alright. Take take any one of them, Which one? Let's just okay. do one. Brand, Just you, you pick. It's fine. It's just I'll, I'll, you take have that, I'll take the one that has heard our message before. Okay. And before I do that, can everybody hear me okay? Okay, I'll take yep. that as a positive. Um, and also, you folks might notice that Larry Roberts is on there. Charles, I should have probably checked with you first, but I invited Larry along because he's been doing a few concept meetings with me. And... Um, you know, we find ourselves in these three scenarios that Roger put together so we'll the more, than there. The more the merrier more the anyhow with all that means with all that being said we recently went to a facility that would be a really nice facility for us to work with they've got six different chillers very large ones and they make um medical equipment and Blake had been there roughly a year ago and so they're expanding now and, and we went and we talked with him so your question is how do we get to the first 90 seconds right Okay, so I'm certain that we all are very positive and upbeat and, and we thank them for their time and I let him know, listen, I, I know we've been here before and you might remember, in this case, I mentioned Blake Merritt because he had been, he said, yeah, yeah, I remember and, and we kind of go from there. I said, at this point, I wanted to sit with you to talk to you, let, let you know that Blake's no longer with us, but you're important to us and we wanted to understand where you are today and then share more about us. And then I listened. And fortunately, in this scenario, he opened up a little bit and he started telling us quite a bit about his facility. And they've got some growth going on, um, expansion of a a building, actually creation of a brand new building that will probably be, you know, minimum 100,000 square feet. And he told us about what they're currently doing and and what they do in terms of general contractors. And as far as PM is concerned, they have in-house staff because they uh, feel that it's very specific very regulated almost and they need somebody with high-end skill sets so then then the ice has kind of been broken and we talk about how we do have a high-end skill set and we work with various hospital systems and then i talked a little bit about listen you know for years for years we were boxed out of a particular manufacturer it happens to be borg warner in-house staff but they're starting to experience difficulties in hiring staff and, and see if that took us anywhere it didn't, but basically it was planting seeds, um, letting him know we he's important to us, he's on our system, our, our drip list, if you will. And in the end, it's going to be long at best. But he did invite us to get registered in his system to be a vendor and maybe a project or something. Who knows? Cool. Awesome. I guess for me to summarize, it was important to recognize we've been there before, recognize the person that had been there, and let them know we're, they're important to us and find out if anything has changed in their, in their scenario.
2: Awesome. Hey. I got a question for you, Julio. Um, In the scenario that you described, when you began by asking him or acknowledging, obviously, that Blake had been out there before and you were asking him about what he remembered or what he took away, you know, from the conversation that he had had previously with Total Comfort and kind of giving us a summary of of who we are, were you... um, did you feel like he had a uh, enough of an understanding of who we are based on his previous encounter that you didn't need to go into or elaborate anymore um, about total yeah. comfort?
1: Just curious. I appreciate the question. I actually did not ask him that question. I recognized that Blake had been there. I let him know that we wanted to stay, you know, somehow in his Rolodex, if you will. But then I wanted him to hear. No disrespect to Blake. Or would it be Kent or Garson or, or any of you folks on the screen here, no disrespect to anybody. I wanted him to hear our messaging from me, really to refresh his memory no matter what he remembered or didn't remember. So I never asked what he remembered. I just I knew I wanted to get our key points across. Awesome. This is this this is in a scenario
0: that I really that since I came on, yeah, you know, we run into it a lot in Colombia. That somebody has somebody has talked to um, somebody before we've gotten there for the concept meeting, and there those are pretty hit or miss. Like unless they've got some substantial pain, you know, they're going to do things. They're going to do things the same way. At least I found that in my experience. Has anybody on the call uh, met with somebody who's? someone else has met with before and then got them into an action plan and a, and a defined next step and if so you know what did you guys do to to drive that next step in the concept because i feel like for me the concept meetings i have with people that i've already had a concept meeting with like in 2020 those are still like yeah we're doing good everything's fine you know it's kind of going through the motions and yeah it's a concept meeting but i'm not getting to that next step anybody have any experience with that
3: Yeah, I mean, so there, of course, there's like more than one way to skin a cat, but whenever, because I I ran into into it all the time. Well, Kent knows. I can't even tell you how many concept meetings I sat down in Charleston. They were like, oh, my gosh, how's Kent? And, you know, it's like, okay, cool. But, um, you know, what I always, what I always tried to do in those situations is if they've already been through a concept meeting, depending on how it went and they know generally what we do what i always tried to talk about was like you know hey the reason i wanted to come in was i want to i want to learn more about you guys and i want to offer you a different perspective if you will but in order to offer a different perspective i got to understand a little bit about what your goals are and what you're trying to do you know with your company where you guys are at all that so kind of start you know garson talks about it a lot, start getting them to talk about their business. Where they start how long has the business been in, you know, how long they've been with the business, start to like uncover what their goals and objectives are and kind of use the messaging throughout as a look, one of the biggest things, you know, I've been in this industry long enough to know one of the biggest misses is when it comes to your mechanical systems of the building it's a living breathing you know essentially organism that is going to give your building life throughout its life and your building's like you know your building's probably going to last about 50ish years on average but your mechanical systems are going to be your number one you know your number one operational overhead and how you handle those you know that big that big investment on the roof how you handle the maintenance, the replacement programs, the strategy. What I see a lot of times is people don't have, people don't have somebody that truly partners with them and helps guide them through the life of the building and how to proactively handle these things. And it leads to a lot of missed costs. It leads to a lot of waste. It leads to negative impact of the productivity of their people and kind of start leading down a little bit of a different path to kind of get them thinking, okay, you know, what is your replacement strategy? And then just like go quiet. And it's like, well, you know, how have you guys handled them in the past? Well, you know, we kind of replace them when they break. All right, whenever, you know, you replace them when they break, was that budgeted, unbudgeted? You know, since if it was unbudgeted, what did you have to pull away from? What other area of your business did you have a planned investment for that you had to rob from in order to reactively take care of something like this and then dig into something like if you guys run a net profit margin of 10 percent a fifty thousand dollar you know uh, or a net profit margin of five percent a fifty thousand dollar unplanned investment means you have to have an additional million dollars in sales to make that up if you don't want to rob a planned forward you know forward investment that you already did have budgeted So then start leading down that path of offering them a different way of looking at something and guiding towards, you know, partnerships have value. And if you have somebody that is watching this, taking care of this, can go through, financially assess where you're at, help you find ways to recover lost money or improve your overall building, that's kind of the path I lead them down. And then, you know, challenges is a big thing getting into challenges, digging in a little bit deeper. Because the last thing you want to do is if, you do, if you're in the, the truck of a maintenance company, in their minds, you can see it on their face in the concept meeting. But the more you start to think of those bigger pictures or open their mind to those bigger pictures, those potential like, hey, if this isn't managed properly or if this isn't planned for properly, it can really impact my business that's when you start to make forward progress. And so, like, right now, what I'm talking to a lot of people about is inflation. It's eating people's profit margins. Energy is going up, and it's only going to continue to go up. You know, bring up some stuff. Like, in Germany, energy has doubled in price in the last 10 years. We're starting to go on to that, you know, that trend. How are you planning to offset that? You know, do you guys... You know, do you, are you okay with waste? Would you rather know that waste is not, you know, not there through a financial journey. And they're like, well, what do you mean? And then you kind of start flipping through the the book. This is how we help people. We help people with something that usually has not been managed tightly. It's kind of just been a, hey, you know, let's increase operational or let's increase the HVAC budget by 5% and keep rolling. But where's your next capital risk coming from? Do you have a plan for it? And then just start rolling through that's the value that we bring is a different perspective and way of giving you visibility to manage your business
0: that's awesome yeah Matt did you you raise your hand he
4: was giving a thumbs up I gave him a thumbs up Garson I saw
3: you come in there yeah what are you
5: doing I was eating my cookie, and I know everybody didn't want to see me eat my cookie. So, hey, Rob, to that. You, right. went, you went further than I think his question asked. So, we appreciate that. I'd pat you on the head, but I can't jump that high. So, um, <laughs> so, Roger, I was just going to chime in. Whenever you're going in those situations where you're dealing with somebody who's already been there and given the story, so much has changed with Total Comfort in the last couple of years that, that you should be able to lead with that, right? There, there's a lot that's going on with our company. We've got a lot of changes. We've had a lot of you know, personnel changes. We've got some philosophy changes. We're a constantly evolving and changing organization. And I'm sure just like your organization is constantly evolving and changing. Let's sit back down and let's discuss these changes, right? A lot of it's going to be the same thing that we talked about before or somebody else talked about. But like Julio said, you're going to be able to put your spell on it a little bit. You'll be able to get your feel for where they are. And because it's a constant evolution and change in everybody's business, and we've got a lot of things going on on our side, it, it'll lead to a lot. And, and don't kid yourself to think that they remember all these things from somebody's meeting right even if you went through a whole verification they probably remember a portion and if they somebody went through a verification the portion they probably remember is just the price right so don't assume that somebody knows who we are because somebody went there and had a conversation and i would just lead him on the get the appointment Look, I know you've met us. We've been around since 1976 in Columbia. You're the only place that you're the only guy on the phone. You and Matthew, are the only ones on the phone that I have to get to say that. You know, Greenville's been around for a million years too, right? Um, hey, yeah, I know. I, I know you've probably heard of us, but let's talk about the changes that's happened within our organization. that, that that's that's my lead in because everybody that I call on, I've called on before. For every building I've called on, I've called on before, and that's just usually what I try to, how I get them to say, oh,
0: yeah,
1: changes, great. Yeah, let's talk about changes. Roger, you you asked a question about having sold a contract somewhere where we or somebody from our team has been before. What was different? And honestly, I'd, I'd have to believe that and experience that it's their circumstances that changed. Their situation changed.
0: No, like the the customer situation
1: has changed? Yes, whether, lost whether they lost their in-house staff or they're now unhappy with their provider or, you know, the, the merit of, of situations. Absolutely. I agree with that. All right. Anybody have anything
0: oh, else no. on this scenario before I move to a – before I ask an open question for the next one? Try to keep us on time track. On time track. Yeah, I mean, I would just
3: I would just say one more point towards this. So
1: much for staying on time.
3: I know, right? You're good. Try to to think outside the box. Because if people have gone in and had the same, you know, the concept meeting and all that type of stuff, you can run through it until you're blue in the face. But until you find something or a way to hook them on, you're not going anywhere. And all you're doing is you're kicking that opportunity another two years down the road. Thank you, Garson. But, um, you know... Things like I thought I give you a little visual aid. I appreciate it. People, people are having a very hard time running business as usual right now, and that's a fact. Their prices are going up, everything is going up. Their profit margins are shrinking, and they're scrambling to figure out what to do. And so, using you know, using the thought process of like, hey, if your guys weren't taking care like in-house staff, if your guys weren't taking care of the HVAC what could they be spending their time on that would help you generate revenue, you know, or if we could even shave some time off of how much they're spending on it, would you be able to, you know, reallocate that towards something that drives revenue? And, you know, it's just kind of like thinking outside the box because you want, people are in big shifts and big changes right now, and they're looking and thinking and trying to figure out how do we do things better than we have been in the past. So... That's kind of, uh, you know, my two cents on it. Just try to be creative. Put yourself in their shoes, changing stuff going on. They don't want to deal with the stuff. And there's, you know, there's value in taking a look at it.
6: Yeah. Now, I'll add last thing. Hey, I'm going to jump in because, Rob, you touched on something there that is extremely <laughs> valuable. And I didn't want to, I don't want it to gloss over. Keeping it current with current events People are in unprecedented business situations right now that most of the people you talk to have never managed before or managed through, and they'll act confident, they don't have a clue what they're doing. They, they have no idea what tomorrow's gonna hold. They have no idea what their in, rising interest rates now is gonna affect their business, for instance, six, 12, 18 months from now. If you keep it current with something they're dealing with right now, you're going to make yourself relevant. And that they'll be much more likely to see you because you're not just trying to peddle goods. You're trying to keep yourself relevant and, and bring something to the table that can truly help them right now. So I think that's a really, really vital point that Rob just brought up that we really need to focus in on because everybody's dealing with it. Right? Don't call and talk about gas prices. That Now you're a me too again. Talk and ask them, I want to come in and see how the, the current state of the economy is affecting your business. Because I think, I don't know, we might be able to help with that. And I think that's really, really important what Rob just hit up because it's current, it's relevant, and they're looking for answers. Great point. Kent, I think you had something you
2: wanted to add, to.
7: You know, no, I'll, I'm on me. I'll, I'll be right with you guys. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: okay. Awesome. Uh, all. I think those are all all really great points and good things for us to think about when we're meeting with somebody that we've met with before. Because yeah, things have changed a lot since I've only been here for like two and a half years, and things have changed totally since I got hired to to now. So that's that's a really good point. Um. All right. Another scenario we all run into this. Um. You know, you're sitting down with a concept meeting, and sometimes, you know, this person has no experience with who Total Comfort Solutions is. And sometimes, you're with somebody who doesn't even know why they took the meeting. They're just being really nice to you and they say, "Sure, you can come on and talk to me. Um, talk to me about. You know, I'll open this up again. What's a quality start look like for you guys here? What is your first ninety-second message to to differentiate yourself between somebody in a truck? or somebody who, uh, and, and then who we are. So what, what are some of the things that you guys do to, to differentiate that up front?
2: Hey, while lot people are pondering that. I know that y'all in Columbia, you know, have been talking about a couple of different things. Um, I don't know if there was some heads in that seat, maybe others that are kind of thinking about what, they wanted to put together and their and their thoughts or words but for roger and matt I, I know i've talked to christy about some things that you guys are working on can y'all give an example of what y'all are doing and then maybe let others add to or kind of feed off of that
0: matt you want to take it or you want me to take
4: it <laughs> <clears throat> sure roger <clears throat> um yeah so Christy and I have been going back and forth with this idea of trying to put them on the couch as quickly as possible, I put the prospect on the couch. And that was a new phrase that I would not heard before. Uh, when you get put on the couch at a therapist's office, you start to talk about your pain and what you're going through. And so I'm sure you guys have all heard that, but she was just telling me that was a good approach to get people on the couch as quickly as possible. And uh, so she... She put together this little, uh, we've been working back and forth on this idea of saying, I'm not sure how much you know about Total Comfort Solutions. It's been around since 1976. We cover all of South Carolina, Eastern Georgia, and the North Carolina area, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina area. We've been a a Link service provider since 1989. And uh, not going into too much about Link, but Setting the stage for the a link talk because uh, Christy was telling me that's really uh, an important part of setting the stage for why we're different is we have this whole link system. But saying something like using link processes and procedures, our our business model is focused on keeping systems up and running and extending the life of systems. Um, and all this is something I'm still working on, I haven't memorized it or anything like that yet, but uh, talking about trying to turn it back on them, saying something like, I'm anxious to learn about you and see if it makes sense for us to partner and work with one another. Um, t- tell us about your goals and, and objectives and what's top of mind for you at, at at your company. And just trying to put them on the couch and get them talking, but she has this idea and and I think she's right, You kind of got to give a little bit of an infomercial about what we do, um, but then quickly asking them about what their goals or what's top of mind for them and like to get them talking as quickly as possible.
0: Yeah, I just want to echo kind of what we've been working on here in Columbia with Matt, and Christy, and myself is, is really quickly out of the gates in our concept meeting, Differentiating ourselves, and and a lot of what I've been run into is, you know, knowing there's competition, and I think Todd always says that the biggest competition we have is status quo and not doing, not changing anything. So why is this? Why is this person going to take a meeting with us and then change? change what they're doing it's because change is a pain in the ass excuse my you know it's a pain in the ass change how you're doing things if it's not it's not if it's working for you or or you feel like it's working for you so how is a prospect going to change their process and procedures for a different way so kind of like matt said how do we someone who's never met with us before but you know has been doing things the same way over and over again um how do we get them to open up about actual pain. Some of these CEOs have no idea what their pain actually is, have no idea how connected they are to their systems. So how do we immediately break that wall where they see us differently? And that's just some of the things that we would, you know, that's what I'm talking about quality starts is, you know, if they've got a good understanding of who we are and what we're going to do when we leave that concept meeting, sticking to that action plan and getting costs and all those other things that we need to build our story becomes so much easier than just constantly, yeah, you know, I'd like to look into that. I'd like to, I'd like to get a price on that. You know, that we've heard that that's a setup for failure, but we want to have someone who wants to be a partner and invested along the way. I don't know if that makes a whole lot of sense to everybody, but that's just something we've been throwing around, um, in Colombia.
2: Can I I just add a comment to that? I'm really anxious to hear what others think about that. Um, You know, I've I've heard from everybody. I go all over the offices, you know, across the the company. And and the common theme is trying to figure out what it is that differentiates us from somebody else. And, you know, the, the meat of it is that we do things differently. The reason we do things differently is because we're part of the link network. That's the meat of it. Now, there's other areas of that. That obviously, you know, give us um, a leg up on others, or we tweak, you know, things a little bit depending on what the uh, prospect's uh, situation is, trying to figure out what that pain is. But if you want to try to find some common ground and determining, you know, where differences are in us and other people, it is truly the link network. And I, you know, I know that. Matt, as you went through that, there wasn't a whole lot of product. That was that was quick. That was probably a minute at the most of, of what you did. And it gives them if they're listening, it gives them something to consider and think about simply because of our processes and procedures, you know, I think you were talking about. Um, and then, you know, just, and then you're jumping in to ask them, you know, what about their goals and What's top of mind for you, considering what you just heard? Um, I mean, I'm, I I like that. I, I think, and obviously I know as you get into it, you're going to transition to things that they're telling you in terms of pain by, you know, using the challenger and, and the rest of the model. But anyway, that's, I just want to get some feedback. And I'm really anxious to hear, you know, what others think about that as well.
7: You know, one thing I would encourage everybody to do because yeah on, on a new time you're sitting down the prospect at the first time they really got introduced to, to us um, really pay attention to that especially that first you know 10 minutes of how much you're talking and how much you're allowing the prospect to talk because that's the biggest you know, <laughs> differentiator you know, we have is is we take the approach of really gathering information, learning, understanding, and then putting those, what we've learned into action through our process. And, you know, so many times, you know, we kind of fall victim of other, because it's somebody we don't know, we haven't talked about it, we make a lot of assumptions, I guess you could say, and we immediately start talking about, you know, us in total comfort and whatever and that's that's setting up the stage of not differentiating us at all because they're accustomed to talking to other companies and them talking about themselves so that's a, a good first indicator on a, on a first time meeting with somebody
4: I guess one thing I've learned though I, I was really hesitant about even bringing up link in the very beginning, when I first started, and I've quickly learned that if you don't, it it doesn't make us stand out from everybody else. Um, and Christy also told me that it also sets it it up very nice with, for later on when you want to talk about task maintenance, where everything's tasked out. You know, this is this comes from the link service, uh, you know, franchise model. It, it just sets it up nice if you bring it up in the very beginning is what I'm trying to you know, trying to work on. Besides skating around it and not trying to, I thought it was really kind of confusing the thing, making it kind of, you know, what in the world's Link? Why are you even bringing that up? What does it have to do with anything? But just saying a few sentences about it just to go ahead and get it out there, uh, I think helps in the long run.
2: don't know if y'all noticed or not that Matt put in the chat what he just reviewed um, so that everybody else could see that Um, so just bringing that to y'all's attention.
1: Roger? Yes, Ilya. I I like hearing about you know the the link and how we're introducing that and, and how it comes into play particularly later and I think Ken is absolutely right about you know going back to one of Matt's terms or Christie's you know our Basically, can't say, are we putting them on the couch? Are we listening? So what I like to get across is two different things. And I'm not sure how how it's received. And maybe you guys can provide some feedback. But I I tell them two different things to start out. That certainly we are an air conditioning company. I usually point toward our logo and that we're very proud of that. But with that being said, we like to really approach this very differently from a business perspective. And with that in mind, what separates us from most others is also the fact that, at our core, we are a maintenance or a service provider. And I don't know that we are full service, XYZ, but at the core, we're a service provider. And then I say that, what I said today first, I usually say second about, you know, a business approach. And then hopefully that gets them on the couch, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I also would be, yeah you because know,
3: As I said earlier, there's more than one way to skin a cat. But you can, depending on how you set the table, you can really stub your toe. If you, you know, like Garson, Garson does, he, you know, uh, prefers to start with kind of what we do, who we are. And, you know, that, that definitely, you know, works. The one thing that I've noticed is when I start opening up with things about us, about, you know, we've been around for this long, we've done this, we've this, we've that, we've whatever, People people's minds turn off. So, because you're in there to, to think or help them think of better ways to do things and how you can be a part of that. And so, one of the things that, you know, I kind of have started leading more with is, is stories of impacts. Not... We came in and we did a bunch of HVAC work and we reduced their cost because nobody cares about reducing, you know, reducing costs. Every single sales guy that comes into their office says, we're going to, you know, reduce your cost or improve your revenue. What I tell people is like, we take a different approach and some of the impacts that we've had, one of our, you know, manufacturers was struggling with profitability. They had not expanded. They had still the same demand and yet their profit margins were going down due to rising costs. One of the things we helped them with was going through and doing a little bit of investigating in some areas that they don't necessarily know the power of of what we can help with. And for that particular customer, we were able to Im- improve their productivity by $4 million bucks with the same amount of people. We were able to also reduce their energy while they added an additional um Manufacturing line, and this had not Yeah, you know, this was not a capital investment. This was had to do with opportunities that were within how they were doing things and the money they were spending, and that's what I wanted to talk with you about. And so that's well, well, how'd you do that? How'd you do that? Well, I'd love to tell you more about that, but I don't want to. You know, I want to be respectful of your time. I want to learn more about you guys to see if there is a way. I don't know if we can, but if there is a way. For us to help you achieve some of those same you know types of goals so talk to me about your business how long you've been here you know how old is the building does it meet your current needs and then you start walking them down the path of like okay how are things with the economy changing how you guys do things are you guys having a hard time staffing is there you know blah 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 and then you start to get them on the couch talking about their business and when you have them on the couch talking about their business and less focused on okay, well, what it is, you know, what is it that you guys do, but you do tell them a story of the impact. You don't tell them how, because you want to make sure if you if you lead in with we do HVAC, you know, you're gonna have to talk with Garson on how to get get through that because I still haven't been very good at it. It's just it runs back to bid, send me a price, this, that, and the other. But if you're leading through understanding their business, it helps helps you gain a way to, you know, improve what's going on in there. It's going to be through maintenance. But what does maintenance do? HVAC impacts the productivity of every single person that is a chunk of your biggest expense, which which is payroll. And if you can get a 1% increase, that you know, that metric pays for itself. So just leading down a different way of thinking on the macro side of things and then starting to walk it down through challenges and, you know, just talking about, hey, with this economy, people that don't change, you know, do you think people that are reactive or proactive are going to be the ones to get through this? It's like, you think the reactive ones are going to, you know, be able to continue floating? And so it kind of starts to open their mind to like, yeah, this is a big time of change, and those that don't are going to wither on the vine. Good
5: stuff, uh, Garson. You had your hand up there, but right? cookie. No, I'm not needing a cookie. Y'all just don't want to look at my other face. But the um, when I lead in with who we are, and I know, and then you kept on talking, so I. I, I'm, I'm, I can make my little hand thing go away there. Um, it, it's, it's more of a, of, a, of a 45 second to a minute and a half conversation intro. It's not a belabored 10 minute opening. It's a it's a 30 or 45 seconds. This is why you should give me the time of day because we are a large organization, because we've been through a lot, because we've grown, because we, yada, 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 right? And it gives you the, it gives that credibility. And then I immediately go into what we are and why we're there. Uh, So that's just, you just, everybody's gotta find their own way to kickstart their game. I guess that's kind of what you were asking about, Roger. You gotta find a way to, how do you get to the business conversation and it's got to happen in the first couple of minutes of a meeting. But mine is that, you know, I think Rob went on to explain kind of how he starts his is through stories. But you just got to have a, a, a comfortable spot to be able to begin speaking so you can learn and feel and kind of get in the groove. You know, we... Scott uses a lot of sports analogies, and you know it plays well here because you know between Daniel and I, it's, it, it makes sense. But you gotta you gotta mm-hmm. go warm up a little bit before you get going, and that's and that's what that all that's about. Awesome. Yeah, I I and, love
4: that. And I'll add. Go ahead, Kit. I'll add one thing. You know, in essence of qualifying.
7: You know, it's also very important, especially if it's the first time we're meeting with the prospect, and especially the individual, is making sure a lot of those questions are kind of around qualifying the person, you know, one making sure that, that we're with the right person. You know, it's the it, they can they've got decision making because um, that really can help guide and direct those additional questions as far as their business, their company, and, and who makes decisions and how decisions are made and things like that. You know, a lot of times we'll see a title or whatnot and just kind of assume a lot of things, and, you know, not every organization is structured the same way to where, you know, a general manager has full buying responsibility. Um Recently at a healthcare facility where I was dealing with the CEO and he really laid out, yes, he's the CEO. However, he still has very specific, you know, buying parameters, if you will. So, you know, we gotta really make sure we, we know very well who we're sitting in front of and where they fall in that organization. And we can move it in either forward or know where we're gonna go with it.
4: Uh, I, I think that there's a I'm trying to learn a nice blend Between what Julio was saying And and Rob You know Julio was also saying Just Start out out front Saying that we're an HVAC company And that we Do preventative maintenance And Rob was saying Hold that back as long as you can I think is what he was saying As long as you can um, And not such set yourself up to be, um, you know, shut down. Um, I I had a client the other day who within about 30 minutes of asking those questions about, you know, all the qualification questions about who owns the building, how long have you been here? um, After about a a good bit in, uh, the person said, so what do you guys do? Like, what are you here to sell? (laughs) And it was like, we just had to get to it, just had to say. And I'm struggling with what to say with that. But what I've come to conclude as of right now, the best line that I've heard Christy say is most of the people that partner with us are on a preventative maintenance plan. And it it's not saying I'm, I'm here to sell you a preventative maintenance plan, but it's saying the bulk of our business, most of them partner with us. To, to do preventative maintenance. And it, it, it seems to be a nice way of saying while we're here, but not yet saying that this is what we recommend for you. I, um, I, I do like giving the intro in the beginning. I think it's helpful in, in setting the stage a little bit like what Garson was saying. But I don't think that it, it needs to be something that could be shot down so easily with Oh, I got a guy that does the filters. Of course they have a guy that does the filters, you know. It's got to be some way of balancing the – I'm not saying you need preventative maintenance, but I think you do need preventative maintenance. I'm just here to ask questions to qualify you, you know.
5: I I have – I I jump in every time in this, and I I know I'm working on my seventh or eighth month here, so – Maybe maybe I'll get it eventually, but I I, I never pussyfoot around with what we do, ever. Never have, never will. We're an air conditioning contractor. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. I don't apologize for being a mechanical contractor. I don't pussyfoot around about being a mechanical contractor. That's what I am. That's what I've been doing for 20 years. I'm a mechanical contractor. We'll talk about your building. We'll talk about your mechanical systems. They're important. The two biggest pain in the ass in any building is a roof and air conditioning. We're going to take care of one of them. We want to help you do that better. We want to help the building perform better. That's going to help your building perform better. That's going to help your indoor air quality. That's going to help how your overall building performs, how your employees perform, how your energy bills come in every month. This is important to you. And most people, If you're calling on the right people, they know that. And so everybody has a contract with somebody. Everybody's using somebody already. What we're in there talking about is doing it better, doing it the right way, having a plan with the right people at the right time, with the right people, with the right solution in mind. And so you do all of those things and you have that conversation with some passion, and it's not a presentation, they get involved. And once they get involved, then you've got them at least engaged and you get to a decision. And that's all we're looking for is to be having an involved, engaged process and conversation.
1: Matthew, Uh, I I struggled with a question that you asked for a long time and probably still do. And I'm going to accuse Garson of being a lot more bark than he is bite. Because while he says, yeah, we're in the van, we're mechanical, I've watched him. And so the answer to the question, if you heard him. Yeah, I agree 100% with that. And I guess, you know,
2: without trying to push your foot around it, like Garson was saying, um, the question or the point would be, um, it's who you're talking to that makes that difference. Um, you know, it's, that's the key to that is in all the messaging you guys just said, and reviewed and all the ways to get to them talking about you know the pain and talking about their business and if it's not with the right person none of it's going to matter and uh, it, just, it just doesn't go anywhere until, unless that's a path to get to that person that you have been put on that path I get that that, that happens all the time but it's, it's, it's who you're having that conversation with and how quickly you're making a, about their business you know,
1: the Charles business when that became business. clear to me I think I may have learned it from Kent, but let's just say Garson. No, let's say Rob. I learned this from Rob. Um, When that became clear to me, the person you're speaking with, if they don't have responsibility for energy spend, if they don't have responsibility for capital replacement, it's back to your point. You're talking to the wrong person. The facility guy, operational, or I'm sorry, capital expenditures are probably their friend. They get a new unit they don't have to worry as much about. But there's somebody in that building. Who doesn't want to have that capital spent. Somebody in that building who is responsible for probably most parts of that pie chart. That's who we want to be with, when possible. I
0: mean, we've had some really good conversation about this one, so I, I I don't even want to talk about the last one. We have about ten minutes left. Um, but just just for the, just because I think that we run into this scenario quite often where Maybe you've been calling on somebody. This happened to me my first year a ton. You know, you're calling, calling, calling on somebody, and they're finally like, hey, Roger, it's time for us to look at maintenance agreements. And you know going in that you and probably two of your biggest competitors who do things much differently than how Total Comfort does things. So I know how I would differentiate there, but I'm just curious to hear from you guys who have been, you know, very, you know, you guys have been doing it super successful at it. How do you differ? How do you personally differentiate yourself when you're in that situation where you know that, like for us in Columbia, that Blackstone and Cullum are going to be invited to the table, or MSS. You know, everyone's got like, their copycat agreements of what we do. So, what is it that you say to somebody that you're sitting down with? You know, how, how are, you know, what do you say to, to get them thinking in a different way? That's my question. I know what I would say, but I would, I'm interested to hear what everyone else would say. I try to work myself up as
3: quickly as possible, and I show them Price Builder. I say... When it comes down to how these guys price these agreements, you know, what we've talked about or from what we've talked about, you're bidding this out because you're not necessarily in love with where you are and you wanna make sure that you're not getting taken advantage of, which I understand. But one of the things I wanted to show you is when it comes to what we put together, there are 147 contractors throughout the US and just under 250 worldwide that use the same exact pricing software And it's because it works. We have had 40 years to develop how to price a sustainable agreement that will get you the best return on the money on your roof. And we're not throwing a noodle at the wall, which is why I wanted to walk through this with you. Have you ever, you know, had a contractor say, oh, we could do it for whatever, or "Oh, we could do it for whatever? Do you ever felt like that noodle's getting thrown at the wall? Does that make you feel like things are getting taken care of in the right way? So when it comes to your mechanical assets right here, and yeah, you know, we we'll go back to system analysis. You have four million dollars worth of equipment that's sitting on the roof. The average age is twelve. Have you budgeted for this four million dollars? You know, and then start working and walking our way through it. That's why Price Builder has us put in the You know, the age or the manufactured date because the risk factor goes up as they go. You know, a lot of people. They'll do anything and they'll drop as low as they can go on the maintenance because they don't care about the maintenance and they don't make their money on maintenance. They make their money on the revenue they generate out of your building and their techs aren't selling anything. They're just fixing things. So with this, it's a different strategy, but it works. And I wanted to show you my cards. This is why this is where it is. It is not just a random number that we've thrown out into the ether hoping to get all these people spending more on maintenance than they should. It's just like McDonald's. It's a process that works, and it's rolled out across the United States because it's successful. If our pricing out of this software was too high, it would impact sales across 247 locations. That's why you know wanted to lead in with with that or whatever. So that's, that's one of the things that I've done that's been successful at getting a bid scenario to go from like, you know, they're looking at contracts that are all like twenty, thirty grand, and I come in there with a, you know, a forty-five thousand dollars C two, or whatever. It talks about this is this is why we do it this way,
0: is because it's successful and it works. Yeah. So, and yeah, then I saw few, you unmute for a second, and then you went back to mute. As, so, calling on you. Who? Kent. I saw Kent come off mute and go back on the mute, so I'm ready for him.
7: Oh, okay. Well, I, that was good. I was just kind of, you know, typically when you when you go in and you go sit down with somebody and they're, you know, if they're getting other bids, they already have bids, uh, I always kind of want to rewind the clock a little bit and say, what got you to, when you start looking at other companies, getting somebody in here, like, I want to know more of the back history that's where we're gonna kind of can if we've got more of story to build on we can then direct that to hopefully tie more into the long-term costs of how they've been doing things in the past and really see if it's the right person that can have a discussion or on obviously the, the G and if this individual is just a person that's been tasked with gathering three quotes you know, putting everything together on an on apples to apples platform to then, you know, present to a board or present, you know, up to the upper management. You, know, you really got to understand that first and foremost to know, all right, am I getting an opportunity to meet with somebody else? Is this really, you know, initially worth, worth your time? Um, and see where they are from being open to, Exploring alternative solutions.
0: Awesome. Cool. Anybody else? I mean, I, I think that that that's definitely, you know, what I think that we will, that I wanted to hear for sure. Um, does anybody else have anything? I know I've got five minutes left. I'm trying to be conscious of everyone's time because I bet if you haven't had lunch, you're probably hungry. And I think we've had some pretty great discussion around these topics today. It's been very helpful, I know, for, for us as a team. Um, does anybody else have anything else they'd like to add to this at all?
5: I thought you did a good job today, Roger. That's a, it's a, you got a lot of good discussion going on, seriously. Yeah, that that, that, was a lively discussion all the way
4: around. Really good job. Yeah, and I think even with uh, scenario three, it still benefits us if if we talk about link and in the very beginning, even if we get brought into a meeting um, when they already have two other bids, you know, it it, like what Gar or uh, Rob or somebody said about this model works because it. It's a franchise, and it's a proven method that works. Uh, that just helps facilitate the whole conversation. I think that's why we're different. And they said in in uh, in in training, they said it's all either parts or labor hours. So all of us buy the parts from the same place. Let's compare labor hours versus labor hours. How much labor hours do they have into this? This PM and that PM, I've mean, that I haven't gotten to that that point yet, but that's that seems like a legitimate rebuttal.
7: Awesome.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot to say about that. Charles, I'll let you. I'll I'll let you wrap it up for us.
2: Well, I appreciate everybody's uh, participation, and I um, think I agree that it, it was lively. I think this is. I think it's lively because it's relevant. And, um, you know, everybody has, um, uh, you know, the reality of things that they're dealing with day in and day out. And when you're talking about something that really matters, not that anything that we don't, that we talk about doesn't really matter. This is what we face every day. And um, it's it's what you are dealing with. And when you hear others that have some uh, good input uh, to help out with that, it does nothing but help. Um, equip you to get better at what you're doing. So that's that's where we're all wanting to go. So, Roger, I appreciate your uh, uh, initiative and in getting that put together. And Good job, Roger. Into discussion. Thanks, guys. Um, I, I do need a volunteer for next month. If you're willing, to throw your hand up now. That's fine. If not, um, let me know soon, and um, we'll go from there. But yeah, I, I won't drag it out. Couple minutes to go, so
5: uh anybody Daniel. Else? Hey Charles Daniel Charles Daniel's getting ball and told. Daniel!
0: Did yeah. Oh, I thought you just got off the call. <laughs> no.
6: Sorry, I'm trying Daniel, to we film just bypass? I Wait a second, sorry. what is that? This is an agreement entry form? Mm. Yeah, while well, you guys are talking about it, I'm actually selling it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
2: Hey, hey Charles.
0: This just got a $7,000 C2.
1: Beef. That a boy. Are we All just right, going to bypass went. the fact that Kent looks found? like he's on some motorcycle? He's coming back from Florida, I believe. Kent looks like he's waiting for the Harley. <laughs>
7: oh, Rich. look at that. We are on
1: 95
7: in Georgia right now.
1: Oh, nice. Thank you. Roger, I want to chime in. Great job. Congrats. Thanks.
2: Uh, Thank I thought you were volunteering, Julio. You kept wanting <laughs> to say something. He jumped off. Okay. <laughs> uh All right, well. Um, I'll let Larry convey that message to him that he's going to give it but anyway um, we'll, we'll talk more about that thanks again everybody um, hope you all have a good weekend and uh, congrats Daniel yeah
6: um, thank you on your yeah. win and
2: uh, let's get a whole bunch more of those
4: good job Daniel here.
2: amen well, take care amen.
4: see you guys see you, thanks, right. thanks Roger yeah, good weekend. good job Roger Woo.